How many of us are ready for the word? Oh my goodness. It is to maintain the commitment though of, of this uh, the service not lasting as, lo as long as it normally uh, would. I just uh, wanted to, with, with this first Sunday of us being back together, just kind of test the water, so to speak, you know, dip, dip our toe in and just see how, um, how everything was going to flow and how everything was going to move. Uh, very, very pleased with it and uh, very grateful and appreciative of our awesome team. Can we put our hands together for the team that comes together? Because it's certainly not just me with, with, with the microphone. Like, if that, if that were the case, y'all would still be at your house. So just, just want just to let you know. You still be at the house, and it, you might be able to catch it on Facebook if it was just left up to me. So there's a wonderful team, my beautiful wife, Pastor Ashley, our amazing musicians. Thank you, guys. Wonderful worship team. Big ups to Tristan back in the back, keeping me straight with my Bible. Thank you so much. So the, the, just the team all together, Pastor Michelle and, 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 and what she put together uh, for for the kids so uh, just grateful just very very grateful for for what the lord is is doing and uh excited about where where it is that that we're headed and in fact that's kind of the vein that uh i'm rolling in um as far as the message just just give me a few just give me a few moments i guess this would be uh counted as a devotional coming from me because i'm trying to spit it out in about 30, 40 minutes, so just don't laugh like that, Elder Johnny. You make me think that you don't have faith that I can do it. <laughs> but just give me, just give me a few, just give me a few minutes. Just have a quick conversation, as best we can, uh, about where uh, where do we go from here? That's 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 kind of what I just felt felt in my spirit uh, over the week. Uh, where where do we go from from here? Uh, we've been been in this time where we've been quarantined and and, and at the house and, and with family and and grateful for uh, all the work that my wife and the team did to make sure that we could do our best to um, bring uh, bring something across the airwaves and, and present it uh, as best as best as we could and as uh, professional uh, as as we could so that the word could still go forth and there's something fresh and, and relevant and, and kingdom feel that that could come to us but but we've been in we've been in that time and been in that season where um coming to the building wasn't wasn't so much of an option and now we've got to a point that it is but uh but just where 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 are we headed next like what what is it that's that's to come that's that was just something that just came to me so um in in that thought uh we're still in as it is now let, let me let me say that first we're still in as it is. Has as it is really been a, a, a blessing and, and, and been growing growing us up and, and understanding uh, the, the ways of the kingdom? Uh, for those who, who, who might be with us uh, for the first time, and thank you so much for being here. We've been in a series called As It Is. It's been our yearly theme. It's really no longer a series. It's a theme. It's a theme for us uh, here at the church. We've been talking about as it is, and that comes from the model prayer that Jesus uh, taught the disciples. Uh, when you pray, pray like this, our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. Your, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is. On earth as it is in heaven. And we've been looking at the different dynamics and nuances uh, of the kingdom of God and looking at, uh, looking at it with great detail, trying our best with a fine-tooth comb to look at what the kingdom is, what it is not, because it's uh, very imperative that we have an understanding of what it is that we have been brought into. 
I cannot take advantage of something that I don't have an understanding of. That's why whenever I buy something, the manufacturer gave me a manual. He gives me a manual so that I have an understanding of what I just purchased. Because for me to purchase something and not have an understanding, I, I might not be able to get the full advantage of it. And if I can't get the full advantage of it, why did I buy it? See what I'm saying? So that's that's what it is that we've been that we've been going through, and that's what it is that we've been discussing. We're still in that theme uh, today, and uh, in that same thought, like what I just said, just where where do we go uh, from here? Where do we go from here? Uh, but I do want to I want to use as the subtopic uh, for today because we're gonna spend I don't know maybe, maybe the next two weeks or so uh, just discussing the the topic of hidden hidden what it means for something to be hidden. Because we, if, if we do, if we do our research, and we're going to, as we discuss uh, in the in the scriptures, God likes to hide things. Mm-hmm. God, God is just just infatuated with hiding things. Never from me, though. It's, it's an interesting concept. It's always for me. He's never hiding something because he don't want me to have it. If he hides something, he's only hiding it because there's a certain level that obviously I need to reach before I can find. Because for me to find something outside of the dynamic of me being ready for it, will it actually be a blessing? Will it actually be a blessing? Now, if you like me, you spend you spend uh, some of your time trying to argue God down that I'm actually I'm ready for it. Yeah, I really could handle this, Lord, if you would just go ahead and break me through with this. I, I, I feel like I can handle it. I feel like I'm ready for that. But quite obviously, we don't always win those arguments. In fact, most of the time, you probably don't win that argument. And, and that's a good thing because a, a good father knows when the child is ready for something to be released to them. Because the, ch- the child's scope, the child's paradigm Four-year-old, whatever their age is, I know what I'm talking about with this one. Four-year-old and two-year-old. Very, very key with this. Knowing that the paradigm is only built so far. And knowing that there are certain things on the other side that they just have no concept of because they're not even really right now at a stage to where the brain has progressed enough for them to even think critically like that. And if that be the case with us in the natural way, how much more the Heavenly Father with spiritual understanding? And we haven't grown to the degree that we need to grow to to be able to conceptualize certain realities. And in order, and before I get there, God's going to withhold and hide, not from, but for, so that as a maturity is reached, I end up walking into exactly what it is that I need to walk into. So the, so the subtopic, subtopic is hidden. We got just, just a few scriptures. I'm, just, I'm really just trying to take a few minutes with this, just a few minutes. Uh, we're going to start at Matthew 13. Matthew 13 and uh, verse 44. I'm just going to uh, pull a few scriptures and looking at just some principles around this, around this idea of, of hidden, around this idea of hiding. That's good, right? You, you, can, you can stay with me with, with that. You know me well. Thank you. 
Matthew 13. Matthew 13 and then uh, Proverbs 25. Matthew 13 and Proverbs 25. I'm going to uh, be looking at uh, both the Passion Translation and the New King James of each scripture that I'm about to present to you. So um, I'm pretty sure it'll go New King James, then Passion Translation, but don't hold me to it. But either way, we're going to uh, discuss what we need to discuss. Let's pray right quick, though. Father, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for this time that we've been able to uh, come together and gather, be here in the building or online. We thank you, Lord, for the word that is about to come forth. We thank you, Lord, that we're about to feast at your table. Bread of life, we're asking you to feed us, Lord. Feed us until we want no more. Feed us, God, until we are strengthened. Feed us until we are conformed to the image of your dear son. Holy Spirit, you are the master teacher, master coach, master communicator. No one does it better than you. And if I do it right, I only do it right because you empowered me to do so. So I step out of the way so that you can do what it is that you do best. All of us need to be strengthened. All of us need to be made stronger by the word. And I thank you, God, that that's exactly what's going to happen for anyone that is listening in their home, anyone listening here. May we all walk away from this moment stronger than we were than when it first began, including the one holding the microphone in Jesus' name. If I got some agreement, somebody shout amen, amen, amen. Let's do a, let's do a little bit of work here. Matthew 13, verse 44. Uh, context, this is uh, a chapter that's pretty famous uh, for uh, all the different parables uh, and comparisons that Jesus uh, gives as, he, as he's teaching uh, for the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is likened unto this. The kingdom of God is likened unto that. So he's given, he's given all of those uh, comparisons, and that's what we're looking at. So Matthew 13, 44. I'm just going to pull, pull this one out and examine it a little bit. Uh, again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for the joy over it, over the treasure, he goes and sells all that he has so that he can buy that field. Give me the Passion Translation, Tristan, on that, please. Thank you. Heaven's kingdom realm can be illustrated like this. A person discovered that there was hidden treasure in a field. Upon finding it, he hid it again. Because of uncovering such treasure, he was overjoyed and sold all that he possessed to buy the entire field just so that he could have the treasure. Just so that he could have the treasure. Go back to the, uh, the King James one uh, of that same scripture. Thank you, Lord. So the kingdom is likened unto this, this treasure. So the kingdom is the treasure that is hidden within the field. Person finds it, hides it again, goes and gathers up, liquidates all that they have so that they can get enough money to come back and buy the field which holds the treasure. Beautiful picture given here of the work of Christ on the cross for me and you saw some kind of treasure in this field 
saw a treasure that was in this field that he thought worthy enough of being able, being able to liquidate all that he had. Heaven did not give their leftovers. Heaven didn't send leftovers. Heaven didn't send whoever was available. Heaven sent great Yahweh himself in the form of Jesus the Christ. Steps out of the royal majesty that he held in eternity. Stepped out of it. Bible says it counted not robbery to be obedient unto death. So go, goes to that, diminishes himself, demotes himself to a man, becomes subject to the whole birthing process. Ma made himself an embryo. The whole process in which he created. Subjects himself to it. Goes through the maturation. Mary carries out the pregnancy. He's birthed. Subjects himself to being a baby. Subjects himself to nursing at breasts that held milk that he created. Whole process. And out through all of that, he grows up to where he eventually makes his way to the cross because he is the Lamb of God that came to take away the sins of the world. But he came, what I'm trying just to get at is that heaven saw that that process needed to be needed to happen and that process had to go through because there was something that was hidden in me and in you that we needed a way for it to be discovered. Needed a way for it to be discovered. Something valuable being hidden in something that appears common. Something majestic, something wonderful being hidden within something that if you look at it wrong, you'll bypass it because it doesn't look appealing enough. How often have I looked at my own self and wondered was there anything worth, worth, worth it there? There was anything of value. If there was anything that, that, was, that was worth holding on to, if there was anything that was really worth dying for. And we have to be really careful, especially in this age that we have now, thanks to social media, because I will be so quick to be able to just stroll for two seconds on a news feed and immediately this idea of comparison will roll up in me and, and make me start to think that I am behind, I am off, I am not enough, I am not enough this, I am not enough that. It's the age in which we live. It's the age in which we live, and if I do that too often, I'm going to start to push down and start to disregard the value that has been placed within me. Not, not because I deem myself valuable, but the value is deemed by the one who made it. I really don't get to say so in what the value is, because I didn't make me. I didn't make me. So because I didn't make me, I don't get the right to choose what is valuable and not valuable. I can only go back to the one who made it so that they can ascribe this has that kind of value. I know that because I'm the one that made that. This is the value that it holds. So what does that say to us? Where are we going from here? We're going to discover the treasure that's within. Which in essence is what we've always been doing. There's something that's been hidden in you. 
It's something that's been hidden in us. And we can even go to in Luke 17, 21, what did he say of the kingdom? The kingdom of God is not something that I can look at and say it is here or is there, for the kingdom of God is something that rests within me. The kingdom, the kingdom of God is, te- is the territory. Thank you, Lord. The territory of the kingdom of God is not land. It's not addresses. It's not property. It's hearts and souls of men. Hearts and souls of men are the property of the kingdom of God. And so it's very fitting that the Lord would say that the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a treasure that's been hidden within the field. A treasure that's been hidden within the field. Which means that there has to be a treasure hunter present so that they can find the treasure that's in the field. Only a treasure hunter has the proper eye to be able to go into a field and say no matter how much has overgrown around here, no matter how much brush is coming up, and no matter how much something looks like it's unappealing, I'm going to put my treasure hunting eye on it and I'm going to find some treasure. All I got to do is just look hard enough. All I got to do is just look long enough. And that treasure hunting eye is the portion of the believers and the saints of God. We have been given that eye to where we can find the treasure both within ourselves and each other because of what God put in us. God called me to be a treasure hunter. A treasure hunter. So no matter how broken somebody is when they come around me, oh, I'm going to find your treasure. No matter how broken, no matter how disgusting, no matter how far gone you might feel that you might be, you hang around long enough, we'll find some treasure. Because I can recall very quickly when I was the one that felt like that there was nothing worth finding in me. And yet for some reason you won't leave me alone, Jesus. You won't leave me alone. You won't just let me be. Meanwhile, he's sitting on the other side saying, you're right, I can't. Because there's something of tremendous value that has been placed within you. Despite whatever parameter you might use as what you're supposed to be doing, there is a different parameter that's been given by way of Christ Jesus and by way of the kingdom that has been put inside of us. And he says that I have a treasure that I have placed on the inside of you and we're going to dig as much as we need to dig. We're going to dig around in your soul. We're going to dig around issues. We're going to dig around problems. We're going to dig around circumstances. We're going to dig around your thought process. We're going to dig around whatever it is that we've got to dig around as long as we've got to dig around so that I can pull this treasure out and show you this is what's been inside of you the entire time. This is what's been in you the whole time. And I need you to grab a hold of it so that when you grab a hold of it, you look at it with a sense of value and with a sense of honor and with a sense of understanding that what God has invested inside of me is valuable. So therefore, I will not allow somebody else to downcast what it is that's been placed inside. Treasure hunter. Treasure hidden in the field, which a man found, hides it again. And for the joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has. And check this out. This is huge. He does not buy the treasure. 
make sense that if I find the treasure, I'm going to go liquidate everything and come back and buy the treasure. Leave the field. He buys the field. He buys the dirt. He buys the ugly. He buys the unattractive. Bought it. I want all of it. Look at your God. I want all of you. I want everything you got. You reckon you do know that he's called the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What we fail to forget is that Jacob had a name change. Jacob's name was changed from Jacob to Israel. Why isn't he called the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel? Name change. Remember we talked about that before. Abram to Abraham. When, when Abraham, when Abraham's name was changed, if you look throughout the scriptures, after that, he's no longer referred to as Abram. Yet Jacob, throughout scripture, you see it bounce back and forth. Jacob, Israel, Jacob, Israel, Jacob, Israel. And God chose to say, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob means trickster. So I'm, a father, I'm the father of your highs. Father of many nations, laughter. I'm your God in your high moments. But if you got a little Jacob left in you, so if you, if you, if you got a little trickeration still left in you, if you got a little inconsistency in saying one thing and doing another, if you still got potholes that you step in every now and then and you got days that are off and you got times where you're not necessarily proud of how you handle the situation and you got some things that you still need to apologize about and you got some things that you still need to ask for forgiveness as well as forgive other people if you still got some of that within you if I still got a little Jacob alive within me I'm glad to know that he's the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and you don't have to be perfect for me to be your God you don't have to have everything going right all the time and always stepping in the place that you're supposed to step and doing everything I told you to do every day all the time in order for me to be your God I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and that is a beautiful picture of him saying I want your field too I want your field too I'm, I'm ecstatic and overjoyed about the treasure because I need you to see this. But in order to get to the treasure, we got to dig through the field. We've got to dig through the field. And the kingdom that has been placed inside of us, all of heaven that's been placed inside of us, the, the, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, as we submit ourselves over to, that, to the process that he takes us on, in this excursion of digging into the field. It's going to bring, bring up that treasure and show us what it is that, that we need to see in regards to that. But at the same time, I've got to make sure that I'm allowing him to dig within my field. Dig within my field. Proverbs 25 verse 2. Proverbs 25 verse 2. Let's check this out. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter or hide it. 
But the glory of kings is to search out a matter. Give me passion translation. I like how it says it a little bit better. God conceals the revelation of his word in the hiding place of his glory. But the honor of kings is revealed by how they thoroughly search out the deeper meaning of all that God says. Of all that God says. So remember, we're talking about hiding. We're talking about hidden. We're talking about how God hides things. Not from us, but for us. So it's the nature of kings both to conceal and to hunt for. Going back to Matthew 13, where we were just talking about that, that, tre that treasure hunter spirit, that treasure hunting spirit that we have to have both good of news as we say that we do, then I need to be someone that is pleasant to be around and someone that's looking to find the treasure of those that's around me. It, it, should, it should not be that I am repelling and retracting those who need the Lord from me. If there's a repel and a, and, and a retract that's happening, then I'm not properly displaying the treasure hunter aspect that I should be displaying. Because who doesn't want to be around? Someone who can find something that's good and valuable and strong that's within you, that you did not give yourself. This is evidence to those who would not believe in the power and presence of God that there is a God that exists. You didn't just get that because of how well studied you are. You didn't just get what you have because of that. No, there was, there was a God that before, uh, uh, before the foundations of the world, before time began, knew you well acquainted with you. I know the thoughts that I think toward you, things, uh, things that give you a hope, things that give you a sense of future and a sense of tomorrow, not to put you in disaster. And he, by intricate detail and design, gave you the specifics that you have so that you can be who it is that you are. But I got to be that treasure hunter to be able to find that. So it's a nature of kings to both conceal and hunt for that treasure. The nature of kings to conceal because we know that God is our high king and here he is hiding. The I love how Passion Translation says this. Conceals the revelation of his word in the hiding place of his glory. Showing the preeminence and absolute vitalness of the word of God within our life. I got to have it. I have to have it. I have to breathe it in. I have to maintain a sense of devotion, of reading and, and chewing on it and meditating on it because this is how I'm going to be able to develop and discover to a greater degree of the treasure that has been locked within me. The treasure that has been placed inside of me. I cannot get there just by positive thinking. I cannot get there just by good behavior. I cannot get there just by being uh, having more good days than I have bad days. I can't. I can't. I can't use that kind of uh, uh, faulty, weak parameter that society would would try and use. There's something more that has to come from that, and what comes from that is my my understanding uh, of the righteous stand that I have in God that gets me off of that performance treadmill, but that's locked and concealed within the revelation of the Word, which according to this text, I got to have some sense of search within me or hunt as a treasure hunter so that I'm able to pull this out. So God conceals the revelation of His Word in the hiding place of His glory, but the honor of kings is revealed by how they thoroughly search out the deeper meaning of all that God says. That's you and I. The honor of kings. 
First off, let me make sure that we all understand. All in the kingdom are royalty. All in the kingdom. There is no caste system within our kingdom. There is no first and second class. There's only one class. Royalty. One class. Out of darkness and into marvelous light. One class that we've been placed into. And as that class, it is within my divine nature that I got that was transferred to me through my belief and through my faith in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. There was a divine nature that was given to me that, t that brings me up in a sense of royal status. And within that, there is an ability to search out deeper meanings. It's in your nature to go on the hunt of what God said concerning you. There should be an appetite that is alive within me to go after the deeper meaning. Now, this is not what that means. This does not mean that it turns into a competition where you've got to get more revelation than the next one. Have something together that's, that's polished and pretty and clean that you can put enough articulation and big words to to make me feel to make me feel important that's what pharisee that's what the pharisees did if you look at matthew 6 when jesus was telling us what not to do look at who he used as an example all the time pharisees you see that don't do that you see what they got going don't do that they pray loud prayers and use vain repetitions so that everybody sees them and what did he say of that he said that's the reward he said, if you do that, if I, if I, if I meet serving as, in, in my servant role as, as lead pastor, as an under-shepherd, under the chief shepherd of this house, if I do what I do with this and bring fresh word as best of my ability through the power of the Holy Spirit, bring fresh word just so y'all clap, that's my reward. If I tell God all the time, that is, I can't have that. My reward is supposed to be something of eternal that is stored in heaven that Martha and Russ doesn't destroy. And that's the same thing that you're supposed to have. And out of that, let me get back to, to what I was saying. When it comes to searching out those deeper, the deeper meaning of Scripture, that is between you and God. You and God in your devotional time. Him educating you. Now, of course, you will use what it is that you hear here. You will use what it is that you hear uh, from, from other teachers that you listen to. But the important thing is, is that you are on the hunt. It's very, we have enough hunters. We have enough hunters in the Word. We have enough hunters. We got people that sit at the table and sit at the plate, sit at their plate with their fork and their knife in their hand, but they don't want to hunt. No one's hunting. I've got, I've got to go on the hunt. Oh, thank you, Lord. If I'm going to eat meat, who, who prepares meat? Hunters. Only a hunter is qualified to handle meat. Talk to me, Elder Johnny. I know you know what I'm talking about. Only a hunter is prepared to handle meat. If I'm scared to hunt, if I'm scared to get up at 3 a.m. and get myself prepared, to go hunting I, I am not fit to handle meat 
because in, in that preparation time and in the time of moving as, as a hunter, there is something that will come alive within me that when I grab a hold of meat, when I grab a hold of it, I'll know what to do with it because of the process that I've gone through as a hunter. It's the same thing that happen with, happens with us as, within the Word. As I go on the hunt, as I'm going on the hunt, it might feel weird at first. I've got to learn where to step. I've got to learn the do's and don'ts. I've got to learn in the woods not to make too much noise. Make sure my phone's on silent. All of those different things. What does that point to? That just points to the different instructions that the Holy Spirit will give as I'm going on the hunt within the Word. He will correct me when I'm in error. He will correct me when I'm trying to make the Scripture say something that it does not say. When I'm trying to put and imprint my own definition upon something that He did not mean for it to be that. And I have to allow the, the ultimate hunter, the Holy Spirit, the ultimate treasure hunter, who looks at the absolute worst of humanity with a smile on his face because he knows that there's a treasure that's still there. Allow him to coach me, coaching me in how I'm supposed to move through this. This would really even end the notes, but this is God right here. That within our next season as a ministry, we must become hunters within the word. We must become hunters within the word and not just have just a full-on dependency upon what's, what's going to happen up here because it's going to happen up here. Make no mistake about that. But you within your devotional and within your time before God, you got to start licking your chops. You got to start sharpening your knife and sharpening your sword and get within the book and let's hunt for what it is that he's saying to us. As royalty in the kingdom of God, it is innate in us to search deeper into what God says, to read and to know his word, but also to allow his word to read and to know us. Because it is the glory of God to hide and conceal. It is the glory of kings to search it out. Glory of kings be revealed by how thoroughly we search what it is that he that he is saying so we see that the kingdom is likened unto that treasure that's hidden in the field in my divine nature as royalty in the kingdom I've been called to hunt I've been called to search out the deeper meaning what now, where we're going now is what uh, tends to stop that flow from happening in the life of a believer. All of us, by, by way of being kingdom royalty, okay, not, not by way of a degree, not by way of having a, 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 a certain uh, study, vein of study you went through in school. By way of being in the kingdom, it is the honor of kings is revealed by how thoroughly they search the deeper meaning of what God says. All of us have access to that by way of Holy Spirit that is alive within every one of us who have been made alive in Christ Jesus. All of us have that capability, but what is something that can stop us? This is my last set of scriptures and, and, I'm, and I'm wrapping up. Uh, Philippians 3, Tristan, please. 
I'm going uh, to read it here in New King James. I might come back to this, but I think we're going to rest in the Passion Translation uh, for most of this. But uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 through 16. Not that I've already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Last one. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Now, give me uh, the Passion Translation with this. I admit that I, but I run with passion into his abundance, into the Lord's abundance, so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past. I forget all of the past. As I fasten my heart to the future ahead. 14. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. So let all who are fully mature have this same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to them. 16. And let us all advance together to reach this victory prize, following one path with one passion. Go back to uh, verse 12 within the Passion Translation there, please. Thank you, Lord. Wrapping up here. So, so what is this thing that can keep me from, from going on the hunt? What is it that can keep me going on the hunt and keep me from pursuing? Because as, as, as I'm in the hunt, I brought this up because I wanted to tie this in just, just with Paul's just beautiful uh, speaking toward, toward the Philippian church. And having that, that real sense of, of honesty and a sense almost of vulnerability in this moment. Because I love how he starts this off with, I admit I haven't acquired the absolute fullness that, that I'm pursuing. I haven't got that yet. Not, not that I've already attained. Not that I have already uh, been perfected and gotten this down pat. Even as an apostle who, who the Lord, whom the Lord has used in great and tremendous ways, I still haven't attain and gotten to that full purpose but I'm, I'm keeping go, go to uh, 13 so I haven't got there haven't, uh, haven't acquired the absolute fullness but I keep on moving and I keep pressing and right here however I do have one compelling focus so I'm not depending on my own strength to accomplish this I know I haven't gotten there yet but this one thing that I'm going to do and as I do this this, this helps me keep my hunt alive in helping me keep the hunt alive, the one compelling focus I need to have is I've got to forget about what happened yesterday. 
I got to be able to let go of what happened yesterday. Most of us get hooked actually on both. It, ten, it tends to be whenever I fail, whenever I fall off, whenever I don't get it right, that gets most of the attention. But you got to be careful about your successes sticking with you too long. That one never really gets enough press. When, when I knock it out of the park, if I let that stay too long, it will grip me in a way to where the hunt in me starts to diminish. You don't believe me. 2 Kings chapter 11. In the time where kings should have been at war, the book says that David was at his house at the time where it was the season meaning this came around every year he knew where he was supposed to be but because God had blessed him so and put him in a position of top status I let my hunt go down and in letting my hunt go down I'm somewhere I'm not supposed to be and in being somewhere where I'm not supposed to be, I've now gotten caught up in something that had I been where I was supposed to be, I wouldn't have gotten caught up in that. So I have to watch both for the successes and the failures. Let, let us not think more of ourselves than, than we ought. Paul tells us that all the time. Don't think of yourself more highly than you should. Don't think of yourself more, more, uh, more above than what it is that you should. God is going to use you to do great and mighty exploits. God is going to show you things that you know not of. God's going to use, use you to do things in certain ways that you, you're going to be forced to have to give him the glory because there's no way that that kind of thought, no way that kind of creativity, no way that kind of idea, no way that kind of prophetic word can be released out of you, just you in and of yourself. It's something that God's going to press on you. But make sure that you recognize and that you remember that the reason that that happened was because of God. And I have to make sure, though, that as I'm moving each day, that I'm letting whatever it was that was behind stay behind so that I can reach forward to that which is behind. Forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching and pressing toward what it is that's ahead. Be it a good day or an off day. I don't care how off your day was, how off and how bad you feel like it was, whatever mistake you might have made and who you made it with. Forget those things which are behind and make sure that you develop the muscle that every day I let that go so that I can reach for something forward. Every day I let that go so that I can reach for something forward. Because if my hand stays filled and I'm keeping whatever it is that was behind me in my hand, I have nothing for God to place within, within my tomorrow because my hands are already failed forgetting those things which are behind that I might be able to reach forward so I forget all of the past as I fasten my I tell you that is a good one can, can, can I tell you that it's beyond what it is that you can think or imagine can I remind you that although you might have been in the press and it was painful and hurt, can I still let you know that the tomorrow that you don't live in, that you that you can only look at with the mind's eye, can I let you know that the God that's, that has his hand over your life, make sure that that future is something that is great and something that is pleasant and something that is good and something that is of good nature towards you and something that's going to bless you and something that's going to put you in an elevated position and something that's going to put you in a position of advantage God wants to give that 
I just felt like I needed to remind us. I felt like I needed to remind us. Because we as believers, if, I, if you look at a believer's face, sometimes they fool you. I don't, know, I don't know if you really believe that. I don't know if I really believe that. I have to look at myself in the mirror. Why is your soul so downcast, Jermaine? Hope in God. God's promise is still there. God's promise is still true. It doesn't matter what it is you went through. It doesn't matter what it is, what kind of day that you had. God's promise is still true. And how would he be God if my off day could knock off the eternal promise? God is not that weak. We serve a powerful God. That what it is that he has established, it is written, it is settled. It's a real thing. And no kind of off day that I have will knock off the eternal plan of God. God. Feel my help coming just a little bit. But I'm still trying to stick to what I say. The plan of God. We got to remember who God is. We got to remember who we talking about. The one who stood out on nothing. N- nothing. I don't even know what that looks like. I can't conceptualize that. Because I have to use something to try and help me do it. Stood out on nothing. And said, I see something. Stood out on nothing. And said, I see something. Stood out where there was nothing. Stood out where there was dark. Stood out where there was decay. Stood out where there was hopelessness. And said, I see something. I see something. Because he sees something. We are where we are today. Let me get back to this. Forget now, I forget all the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. This is where I want to go to, too. Give me uh, 14, please. I run straight for the divine invitation. Uh, like how the uh, New King James says this, I press for the mark. I press. Look at the responsibility Paul puts on himself. This is not God pressing for me. Paul said that I press for the mark of the upper call. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. I run straight for that. So I, through the guidance and help of the Holy Spirit, in my day-to-day life, build up the muscle of being able to let go of whatever it is that is behind so that I can have that strength that I need to run straight for that divine invitation, for that upward call that we have. The, the, the uh, New King James talk about that, that, that there's an upward call, there's an upward view in which God is, is, which God is calling us to. And as I stay obedient and remain in his hand, my life is elevated and moving in an upward call. Whenever I am in the hand of God, it will always be an upward progression and always be an upward move and always be an upward call. So I don't have to worry about whether my life is going to progress or going to elevate. If I stay within the right hand, he said that 
that the track is going to be up, taking one from faith to faith, strength to strength, glory to glory. He moves and always moves in an, in an excelling position. Praise the Lord according to his excellent greatness. If you look at the word excellent, the root of that is excel. His ability to constantly continue to excel. And that's what gives us what we need to be able to praise him because I'll never reach a point where he, will, where he won't be able to outdo the last thing that he did. There's always a growing. There's always an elevation. There's always a more than. So I run straight for that divine invitation of being connected to him. So whatever it is, be it good or bad, that's within my yesterday. I don't let it assassinate me and I don't let it arrest me as if there's nothing else. As if there's nothing else. There is more. To which God has called you to. There is more that is going to be pulled out of you. There is more in which God is looking to pull out of you. But I got to stay connected and running straight for that divine, that divine invitation. Give me the next one. 15. I know if there's anything I need to put out here. So let all who are fully mature have this same passion. Yes, right there. That sentence right there. Enough said. Let all who are what? Fully mature. Have this same passion. A mark of kingdom maturity. Because if you drop down to verse 20, I didn't include it here, but you drop down to verse 20, this is what Paul tells us that our citizenship is in heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. So if I, my citizenship is in heaven, to be a fully mature citizen and making sure that I be able to take full advantage of all the rights and privileges that have been given to me as a kingdom citizen, I must have the passion of running for the divine invitation and the passion of every day letting go of the past. That is a mark of kingdom maturity. That I let it go. I clap, I clap, I celebrate the goodness of God within the past. Celebrate the past moves of God. Celebrate what it is that he's brought me through that's got me to this point. But my heart's not fastened there. My heart's not fastened there. Because last time I heard Elder Paula, he said he was a present help. Present help. Right here help. He I honestly, I honestly don't live in tomorrow. I foresee it. I know, I, I know what it is that he has promised and I set my faith accordingly for what is to come but I don't live there I have to live in today and in order to make today all that it was meant to be as a mature citizen I gotta be willing to let go I gotta be willing to let go how many of us as believers have our todays stolen and sabotaged because I won't let go? Whole day before it even gets started, stolen from me. And most of the time it is because the war that is going on in between my ears about something in yesterday. About something that happened yesterday or something that didn't happen yesterday. Either way, we are being admonished by Paul that if I'm going to be mature, I must have the passion, the heated drive 
that as good as that was or as awful as that was, you are in yesterday. Goodbye. God, what is the fresh bread that you have for today? Give us this day our daily bread. Give me this day my daily bread. So let, a, let all who are fully mature have the same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to them. 16. I'm done. Verse 16, please. Let us all advance together to reach this victory prize. Why? Because it's the same prize we're all going after. We don't have different prizes. This is our prize. This is our inheritance. This is the inheritance of the saints. To be able to pursue a full passion. What God has declared is ours collectively. Which is the kingdom. That's why I seek that first. And in seeking that first, all these things are added to me. See, we subdivide our pursuit. We subdivide our pursuit and then and then we shoot ourselves in the foot. I'm talking to me. I'm talking to me right now. Y'all just getting in on the conversation. We shoot ourselves in the foot when we subdivide our passions. Because in subdividing my passion, I've gotten off course of what God said I'm supposed to be pursuing first. Therefore, not being able to get that these things shall be added. What does that do? Frustrate me. When if I would backtrack, I'll see when my passion got a little skewed. My passion got a little off. But as I'm learning to be a treasure hunter, I am what? Learning it. So even in the day when my passion does get off, God still sees a treasure. God said, don't worry, I'm not going to throw you away because of that. We're just going to learn. So I need you to learn how to keep the course on what it is to go after the treasure. Making sure that I keep the focus on what the treasure actually is and the treasure is the kingdom the fullness of the Holy Spirit where my soul has been liberated and I'm liberated to live out my authentic self free of fear free of judgment free of what myself is going to think and free of, of, of demonic habits that hold me back and free of demonic thought patterns that keep me restricted. And this is why, going back to the very beginning, God hides. What we're going in the next few weeks is looking at the scripture that says that he hides our life, the real us, the real life in God, in Christ. God has hidden the real me behind the door that is the narrow gate. So I only got one way to get to it. I have one way to get to it. But I got all the help I need in God himself by Holy Spirit being the guide who leads me in the all truth. So I'm not left alone. It's not a maybe, maybe not. It's been rigged to my advantage. 
to where if you stay this course and you keep my hand in your hand and you walk with me, God says, I'll get you to everything that you need to be at. I'll cause your life to blossom. I will cause your days to have a full sense of restoration to where it will become so sweet that you, you won't even have a, you won't have any space within the mind to even remember yesterday. To even remember what used to be so hard for you to forget and let go. So where we headed, what's next? We're going after the treasure. Set your hearts. Let's get our families in order. Going after treasure. Same direction. We are going after treasure. We are going after the treasure. The treasure of the kingdom. The treasures of what God has invested inside of us treasure of this community that God has planted us in. The treasure of this surrounding area. The treasure that's locked within our families. Because to be born within the earth you have to have a treasure and you have to have an assignment. Those are two prerequisites to get here. No one gets here by accident. You don't just stumble into the earth. You have to be assigned out of that assignment we are finding the treasures that are locked within the people of God hallelujah can we put our hands together thank the Lord for his word thank you Jesus hallelujah you can stand on your feet you're ready to dismiss to our online family thank you guys so much uh, for being with us this morning pray that the word was something that blessed you no, we had a good time within here. Thank you guys for being here. So good to uh, to see everybody. Lift your hands. Let me let me bless you before we before we uh, dismiss. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, God, for the richness that has uh, nourished our souls and nourished us to where we have been made stronger. We thank you, Lord, for the strength that has been added to us by your word. We thank you, Lord, for the bread that has fed us, strengthened us. Thank you, God, for the strength that it would give to us will last throughout the week, but not because it's just we need to depend on this all week. We need to be before you. So beckon us, Lord. Beckon us in our devotional time. It's coming to sit before you so that we can search out thoroughly the deeper meaning of what it is that you were saying to us. And we thank you for the opportunity to grow in your word and be strengthened in our walk so that we have a greater relationship being built with the treasure that's inside of us as well as being treasure hunters in the different spaces and places that you call us to, Lord, to be at within the, in the different influence that you give to us throughout our lives. And thank you, Lord, for your protecting hand, your sovereign hand that is over your people as we move from this time. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You are dismissed, online family. Thank you so much. God bless you. We'll see you next week.